on the deck about that thing episode 25. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Talk About the Thing episode 25. On today's episode, I'll oh talk in this really obnoxious voice. And my phone will randomly go off. Oh my god, you're, <laughs> okay. you're being that person on set who didn't turn the phone off before recording. <laughs> it is now on yeah. do not disturb mode. <sighs> of course, I actually have to have my phone on because I have a list of questions that I left there. Oh, right. Oh my god. This is a very unusual episode, but it's something that I always wanted to do. Um... And that is talk yeah, to we've talked a, about this before. Yeah. We uh, uh we always wanted to talk to a sex worker. We are lucky enough to actually know one. <laughs> yes. Hi, that's so, me. <laughs> hi Kirsten. Hello. Last time we talked to you, you were talking about Justin Bieber. Yes, it's it's quite a jump from one yeah. like you know, from being you know, believerhood to sex workerhood. Yeah. But and and the two things It's almost as if you can be both. Yeah, actually I was wow. just going to say the two things were going on at the same time. Like <laughs> I yeah. was incredible. I was a big believer when I was doing the sex work. So Yeah. Turning tricks. <laughs> Do they still call it that? Oh. Get in I'll get into that. I'll get into that kind of thing after actually. There's a there's a whole kind of segment about that. Ooh, excellent. Whole kind of thing. There's so, right. yeah, there's a lot to talk about with it. It's like it's interesting stuff that I, you know, I think a lot of people have like a perception about it that definitely comes from the media, a big part of the time right on. About, about what sex workers are and wh- and where where they think they only operate and the kinds of things that they think they do. You know, I mean, I, a lot of people would be surprised at how ma- just how many people are sex workers. People that they would never expect are or were, you know, like. Hmm. There, there's so much people don't know, and it, and it has a very like stereotype kind of reputation. Where I, I'm, I'm sure everyone, oh, totally. you know, you can imagine it in your head right now what the stereotype is for someone who, you know, ex- exchanges sexual favors for money. There's, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. But a we'll get into that. Yes. Before we, uh, before we jump right into that, um, how are we this evening? I'm really good this evening. I'm very good. Bird, bird, you doing okay? Yeah, I just I was just at Denny's, so I'm feeling yeah. fine. And I what did you Denny's. see at Denny's? It was great. I saw a really awkward first date going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. But we were sat right near, yeah, this really uncomfortable first date, and the guy was, like, leaning forward and talking with a lot of vigor, and he was really excited. And uh, the girl was leaning back in her seat, and her arms and legs were crossed, and it she just looked very uncomfortable and was not saying much. And whenever she was, she sounded very uninterested in what was being talked about. So it was, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. What, to how, was it hard for you to sit there and enjoy your meal while this was kind of going on on the sidelines? <laughs> I mean, like, not really, because they kind of, they left before our food got there. So oh, that, okay. it was okay. But it was just like, in the beginning, we were just kind of like sitting there and talking and just be like, what's going on over there? It was, yeah, it was interesting. And you know where they went, right? Somewhere to not fuck. Somewhere to s- not fuck. I was just gonna say they're se- yeah. they're separate ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was definitely a, okay. I'll talk. I'll call you back and then yeah, it I'll happen. Call <laughs> you. Sure. Yeah. She went home I'll to win. watch Game of Thrones deflated, and he went home to masturbate furiously. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I don't yep. miss bad days. Oh boy. <laughs> 
I've only I've been on one bad date ever, and I won't do that again. Dating. Oh, no. honey, I'm so jealous. I haven't dated much, just like in oh, my life, and like almost every date I've been on has been really bad. Yeah, no, that that seems to be the thing, honestly. When you're dealing with the great majority of the cis male population, like, oh, I mean, let us uh, let us get right into it. I'm gonna open up yeah. my questions on my phone because professional <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> uh. <laughs> so to bring us uh, back up to speed, um, Kirsten, what uh, what can you tell us about yourself? Um. Well, I I would say like predominantly, I'm a big I'm like a, a big horror lover. I love horror movies. I love true crime. I love uh, like the study of criminology that's like all, all that kind of stuff I like everything that's mm-hmm. dark and disturbing I guess um, I like um, I love animals and then I also have the other side of me which loves like pop music and really bright and colorful things so I don't know I, I guess I, I have all different sides to me and I like that I like that about myself So. and more importantly uh, what Marilyn Manson album are you on in your little Manson marathon? Well, be- I'm never good at going in order, so I kind of will, um, you know, get hooked on one at a moment and be like, this is the one I'm going to really absorb until I move on to the mm-hmm. next one. And weirdly, just because I don't go in order, I'm really obsessed with Portrait of an American Family and uh, The Golden Age of Grotesque. So t- two completely different time periods from the band, but I'm enjoying both of them really Similarly, I gotta I gotta get more into the other ones, but these ones are the ones that I'm trying to like fully absorb. I've got the whole greatest hits album down. I think it's really interesting that you bookended like his classic period. You like his very first album, which in retrospect is actually kind of ordinary to me, and then you went to the very tail end of like where people thought he changed. Probably, I imagine like yeah, see, like see, it's, yeah. it's right at the end of like his hot streak. I think. It was the late 90s up until the early 2000s, and then people were like, yeah, I think we like Eminem better. Yeah, see, I I, I just, I really like the style of it because I'm someone who, like, I started loving pop music first for, like, the majority of my life, and it was not till long after that I was able to actually handle heavy, like, just metal music in any kind of way. I could not. So I love when there is, like, a metal release that has that kind of catchy boppy spin to it i fucking love that like that song Mm. like saint i love that give me a fucking like metal but catchy tune like that's what you know but then i also that's why i feel like i'm gonna like his entire his entire discography because i do like the really old stuff and i like the really new stuff so i think i'll like everything that he puts out yeah like sorry robin we just kind of went to a marilyn manson thing i know yeah no no it's all good that's gonna be what comes up too when you ask me about my music uh the thing for the week too but jam of the week yeah yeah we'll get back to that yeah yeah yeah, because he he, yeah that's what i've been into they mostly thanks to wyatt because wyatt knows everything about everything (laughs) that's true you are the musical encyclopedia you really you really are so when i like you you're you're (laughs) what makes me interested in it like i always wanted to like Marilyn, but nothing ever really pushed me to get into him. And then, like, I was like, okay, if Wy- Wyatt says I'll like it, I know I really will, because he, he's, he's got me, and then you're fucking right. So. <laughs> yeah. 
by the way, for the listeners, Wyatt was just covering his face in embarrassment when Kurt was saying that he yeah. was the yeah. musical encyclopedia. It was yeah. very cute. Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> no, you're like the most musically educated person that I, uh... Ever. <laughs> I try. Wait, though, I was just thinking... I'm sorry, I was just suddenly backtracking, because I was like, wait, remember, like, because Eminem, wasn't it kind of 2003 when Eminem kind of, like, we, we started being a little mad because he was about to put out Encore and we only had Just Lose It. So I feel like maybe kind of in 2003, Manson and Eminem kind of lost a bit of their shock value because it, it was it was just like, lose it was horrible. Right, where it was like only but only just in 2001, 2002, Eminem was serving the fucking good shit. So it's like it didn't it didn't take very long for that. So I think it's like both of them. But that's what I liked about a uh, golden age of Grotesque. I, f- I feel like this is the new shit. Is basically him saying like, yeah, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. You know, <laughs> I, I've done what I've done, and if the fans still are like loving it, then there you go. You know, like, I, I like to just lose it. Uh, oh, I Wait, do really? Oh, believe me, as in I'm sorry, just more more because of like memories associated with it. Like yeah. for that song, like I have certain. I had this cousin um, drive me to a family reunion one time, and we were in the car together for like six hours, and. She like she was just showing me all of her music, and there was this one point where she put that song on, and she just like sang along. Uh-huh. And so I just have this vivid memory of my cousin being like, "Just lose it," ah! like Go while crazy. driving the car. <laughs> so it's more of like a happy memory kind of thing for me. Like I I I don't have the song on my iPod or anything, but I have like positive feelings associated with no, it. No, I just for I, yeah, the record. I totally I get what you mean. That. I'm like when it, like no, I can I will say that it's like you know obviously not Eminem's best work, and that it is like a joke ass song, but I also love it, and I like the mm. I. I find I love the goofiness and I like I do like the beat. I like that like and then um, yeah, yeah. and you know what yeah. you know what the other one I fucking love shamelessly and I and, and the the video is a big reason why is ass like that with the the goofy ass puppets and I love that we oh yeah yeah I I love it it was just it was so goofy it's the goofiest song and like but the puppets in the video are what fucking make it especially at the end because Dr Dre goes the fuck is wrong with you like, like even, even even dre is being like and, and it's like eminem just knows he's like i know i'm going through a drug relapse right now man i don't know what i'm putting out here i'm just glad he's happy and healthy now eminem looks great now yeah he's doing great. very he's doing very well good for him okay at uh, some point we probably have to tackle our topic there we're we're all such pop culture nerds that like we can't stop ourselves once we like get on the thing but also that's like that's like why people listen to this podcast anyway so i feel like that's that's okay like we're not like a we're not primarily like a sex stuff podcast like although we that's yeah no i know that's why you talk about the thing because you jump around about all over whatever you want to i mean totally yeah primarily we're, we're supposed to talk about like music and comedy and pop culture and stuff but we've also just talked about like sex positive and stuff previously that like it just makes sense to do an episode about this and so yeah and thank yeah. you for coming back because it's also like you've been here as a previous guest like talking a about year ago of more about, of our usual yeah. stuff so yeah 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 so okay well that's cool um yeah. i'd like to start by asking um where what kind of place were you in in your life like what brought you into sex work and first off we should probably clarify as to what kind of sex work you were doing um, okay, so mm-hmm. what it was, was, um, my partner and myself were living together in, um, Ontario, Canada, 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, basically it was that kind of complicated situation where, like, uh, my partner wasn't easily able to find work. And because I was a, uh, was I even a resident? I was just there on a, like, a student visa kind of thing, you know, so I, I couldn't really work. So therefore, okay. therefore, there was wasn't really a way to make the amount of money that we would need to like pay the rent. That's a big way that a lot of people do get into this, um, into the business. Essentially, it, it usually is ultimately a need for money and a need for a big amount of money mm-hmm. and a need to make it fast. You know, especially if like it's rent coming up, it's a big bill. You know, that's usually how it kind of starts. So and um, and before I go further, I should say that my partner, who I was with, um, at at this time, presently, uh, they they have they have transitioned. When I was in a relationship with them, they you know were you know, a born female, but they have since transitioned into a a man. So um, mm-hmm. so at the time when uh, we were doing the sex work together, it was under the guise of um, you know lesbian sex workers. Because mm. because mm-hmm. that's the big draw. Obviously, you Titillating. put yes, you put the word lesbian in there, and that's automatically going to make you a lot more in- interesting when people are looking for you. You know, mm-hmm. like looking for your services because oh, there's two of you. Oh, there's two. Oh, you know. So like, so yeah. So in this, I will be referring to my partner as they because obviously I'm not going to say like the dead names and the dead pronouns. So I will yeah. I'll refer uh, to them as they, but that's legit. That's totally legit. Yeah, but yeah. and I, but regardless, I won't try to speak uh, on their behalf because you know it's not my story to tell. I experienced it differently than they did. So uh, how do I put this? Like, did you go over to houses or did they come to you? Um, did, like you we, have like a boudoir set up in wherever you were living or no it was what we would do because we are not naive to the ways of the world and the evil of the world um Mm -hmm. we we did not uh go to people's houses really very often a couple times we did like a couple and that's a very risky thing to do you really never know Mm -hmm. whose house you're entering and what could happen you know but generally and like that was not the service that was offered it wasn't never it was never said like you, you can pay for the service of me going to your home. No, it was always they came to mm-hmm. they came to our place because we had an apartment together. And, um, you know, because we always felt safer because it's when, it, when it's your place, you're in control. You know, you go to someone else's mm-hmm. place and you are not in control. They are, and you know. So, um, and yeah, we didn't have anything set up fancy because it wasn't something that we were like, a hundred percent all about there, there's a lot of sex workers who like really make this a very full-time thing and really get into it and mm-hmm. you know really do set up a room like you just said like a boudoir type of thing yeah but we we just conducted the business in the bedroom honestly the clients don't mind they're not really there to care about your you know as long as as long as where they're going in is clean they don't care you know they're there and then they're mm-hmm. there to leave so you know. um, do you mind if I ask something? Just, yeah. Did you have any issues with like anybody trying to come back to your place or stalking you because it was in your like own personal 
home area? Like, did you have any issues with that? Uh, not ever as like a frequent, a continuous thing. But we there there was mm-hmm. there was one guy once who was the entire experience with the guy was a disturbing experience and mm. also a deceptive Ooh. experience. Like and deceptive. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh. Uh, he slash they because it, it was supposed to be one guy and then he comes along with someone else which was not mentioned and, Ooh. you know uh, yeah and, no. and, 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 and they and they but they both weren't there for sex the one was just there to be almost like his aid like to kind of just stand and watch on this I don't fucking weird okay. yeah but the get that those people after I left my place. When I was walking down the road, I, I saw them pull back into my driveway at one point, which I don't know what mm-hmm. their intentions were or what they would have mm-hmm. wanted, you know, but I, I was not home. And they, they never came back, but they clearly did have something in mind because they figured that I was in there by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're, you know, for but for the most part, I will say that a lot of the clients you deal with are nice actual normal like normal guys the the, mm-hmm. the kind of clientele ranges from like men who are just in sex deprived marriages it's not that they don't love and care for their wives and family but for whatever reason they're just not being sexually satisfied anymore so mm-hmm. you know they go looking for it and um i should say uh my partner and I did not always work together. It wasn't always like a threesome thing with these people. Mm-hmm. It was sometimes it was a threesome. Sometimes the person just wanted to pay for time with me. Sometimes I just wanted to pay for time with my partner. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it always depended because people had preferences. You know, like right, yeah. You know, my partner and I were completely different body types as well. So there was sometimes there was a difference in interest in what people wanted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had to kind of work it out to your the advantage okay what's this person looking for okay work this angle with it but um most mm. of the clientele were nice guys like i said you'd have the the ones in sexless se- sexless <laughs> marriages or you would have um regular nice young guys in their 20s and 30s who were just a bit awkward clearly about you know mm-hmm. a- approaching a woman for sex or for any type of thing but they wanted to have sex so and they would be completely nice normal guys who hmm. you know and they'd pay the amount of money you asked and how often were there <laughs> married men and did this ever lead to like you know trouble if like the wife ever found out or anything like that um it, oh yeah w- you i could definitely see that being a case for uh the way other people kind of you know operate their sex work business but with us we were so very low key that we were not even really traceable and um mm. you know what i mean cuz okay. we weren't part of some big community for it so we were just kind of like these two people who lived in an apartment kind of on the side and and the, and the and the men who seemed to be doing it they you know they were you know suburban guys middle aged 50s with money and Really, honestly, mm-hmm. the type of thing where the wife probably never would have found out. Honestly, maybe wouldn't have even cared. M- maybe would have even said, I'm mm-hmm. glad that you're getting it from somewhere else because I'm not interested in doing it with you, which is honestly a, huh. a perspective that I have heard about when the, me- the women are not interested in having sex with their husbands anymore. And I never, I didn't always look down or judge on those people, 
judge those people for what would be considered cheating because I didn't always know their situations. I didn't know how their their mm-hmm. their wives might have been treating them. I didn't know just to the extent it was. And they were a lot of them were really nice guys. A lot of them were parents. Um, something I'll say is that a lot of the men who were parents, you could definitely uh, find them. They're more trustworthy because. They had children of their own. And I was honestly not much older than some of their kids. You know what I mean? Like, if they had, like, a 18-year-old daughter, say, they're not going to want to harm me, who was only 22, 23 at the time. You know, like, a, a lot of them mm-hmm. kind of almost saw me in the same way, but, but not in a disturbing way. Like, you know, they were like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to pay, you know, your rent and bills, and it's hard out there, and be safe. They yeah, really, they're it, almost, like, protective of you in a way? Or? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of them who would always say, like, you know, be safe. Like, I have a daughter who's not hmm. that much younger than you. And, um, you know, I, I know it can be hard, and you're trying to make your money. So, you know. Wow. There, there, Yeah, there were, like, a lot. Yeah, I always found the ones with kids to be trustworthy in that way because they would never want someone to harm their child. You know, they would see me, and also... Uh, you know, they would see me, obviously, as someone's child in their mind, because that's how it is when you're a parent. Huh, yeah. And, like, something that we... Right, yeah. I, I, I actually always thought that something that um, worked to our advantage was the fact that we carried out our business in our bedroom, our personal bedroom, because see, mm-hmm. seeing all of our possessions and our belongings humanized us to anyone who might have yeah. seen us as... Oh, maybe, maybe I could hurt these people. Maybe they're targets. But when you go in and you see that, yeah, yeah, you see this person is a human. This is a, a person with interests and lives, and you know they would meet our animals, and and we would, we would really humanize ourselves. And when you do that, people are not as as inclined to like, you know, I don't want to hurt this girl anymore because I just connected with her on like a personal level, you know. Interesting. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, how did you promote yourself? Uh, we would use means that when I look back on it, you think, wow, it, it could have so gone so wrong. But I mean, the internet, <laughs> like, <laughs> the, like Craig, Craigslist, honestly, it's, it's a scary place to do it because you never really truly know who you're talking to on the other end. And, um, yeah, so we would use Craigslist and we would also use, uh, which I'm not sure is even up anymore. It was called Backpage. And, Backpage. Yeah, and you might have heard of it, you know. Over it, it, it's it's kind of like a not not something like deep web type of thing, but more like a um off the radar backpage stuff where you can kind of be selling things that you're you know not supposed to be selling. You know, like you can maybe kind of <laughs> s- s- okay. You know, you can sell. You can you know use keywords to sell weed and sexual favor. You know, drugs stuff like that. Like and mm-hmm. um. But, but, you know, they, I think they said it, shut it down at one point that, so the sex workers couldn't use it. I believe that might have happened recently. But, um, Ugh. Yeah, I think I heard something about that. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, th- that was a big way to do it because you could be a little bit more explicit on there instead of Craigslist. Because Craigslist, you really had to um, code your words so there was no police on it looking and being like, oh, prostitution activity, you know. But on Backpage, mm-hmm. it was a lot more... The men looking through that section knew what they wanted, and back right. back yeah. page was where you'd get the more serious inquiries rather than Craigslist. Because Craigslist, you'd get a lot of assholes who would seriously want to offer their pocket change for a full sexual experience, you know. But <laughs> but then you'd get people on back page were more aware that it was kind of 
you know this is serious business. Yeah, that it's more serious and that they realize yeah. that we're talking we're talking like, you know, a couple hundreds of dollars here, you know, type of stuff like that. And and th- and that's where you're more specific. You post you like, you know, you can post pictures if you wanted. I never did. I never wanted to put pictures up on sites. There's a lot of a lot of sex workers who do this stuff who are very open about it. They like, you know, they they embrace that part. They'll kind of make a website. They'll really market themselves. They'll say, this is what I do. This mm-hmm. is what I won't do. I charge this for this service. We like we were never going to get in that deep. We were never going to get in that deep to it where we, it was like, we didn't mm-hmm. want to be known. We didn't want to be people who were known around for the, you know, it's, it's just not safe for it. Not in like a, oh, we don't want to be known for that. There's no way. It was more just for our, mm-hmm. our safety. You know, we were the only two, right, two yeah. you know only two people living in this province together so but yeah damn like i yeah i imagine like a place is backpage not kind of known for like being a lot more um being a lot more shady uh than craigslist because like i feel like putting your picture on there would be kind of like ooh, that would lead to yeah weird shit but it but it is where a lot of it goes on like if you go on Backpage, that's where you get the girls who like they they uh advertise themselves kind of essentially like porn stars you know the very flashy ads like even you know like little sparkles and asterisks and being like they use fake names you know but they'll be like you know i am you know they'll come up with a name like i'm you know Teresa, and this is my you know and it's clearly not their real name or whatever and Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about everything they offer, what their service is. You know, it's this much for, you know, just sex, this much for anal, this much for, you know, uh, me going down on you, you going down on me. They're very spe- It's like a menu. It's literally like ordering mm-hmm. on a menu. We we were not like that. We, we which, I mean, I respect that hustle entirely. It's just that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's not how I want, we wanted to do it because that's too, that's, that's too much and that's where... That's where it's more serious. The, these were the kind of girls who were more okay with, like, having, like, five-hour sessions with these men for, like, a couple thousand dollars. And obviously, as tempting and beautiful as a couple thousand dollars would be to us, we didn't want to spend just five hours with these fucking men a lot of the time. Like Five hours? Oh, yeah. Well, they would pay oh, you... Oh, my God. Well, it's called what that's called is called the GFE the girlfriend experience and a lot of oh okay yeah and a lot of men who are you know typically older so they got a lot of money you know businessmen and stuff um they'll offer great amounts of cash and they will give half to you up front if you would like you know we've we've been propositioned for this before you know they'll be like you know i'll give you uh you know 2000 when you first get there and 2000 at the end if you'll spend the entire day with me essentially being my girlfriend, I want you to go out to restaurants with me, dress nice with me, I'll take you shopping, we can enjoy dinner together, and basically, if you can put up with that with some 60-year-old man, then, okay, awesome, but, like, we were just not, no, like, we, we wanted them in and out, we, we weren't trying, you know what I mean, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it's, like, as tempting as, of course, those great sums of money are, it still, for us, was not worth having to deal with them and and also what they might expect because when they're paying that amount of money when they're paying four thousand five thousand dollars they obviously mm-hmm. do feel uh, okay i can get full service right you'll you the amount of paying you you'll do any, anything i ask you and we never wanted to be in that position like mm-hmm. you know we needed to always be in control like 
So this begs the question, like, uh, if you don't mind me asking, of course. I don't mind you asking anything. Would, <laughs> yeah. How long would sessions usually last with uh, you and your partner? I don't know if, like, this would, you know, if it varied between the two of you, but yeah. would it usually just be, like, uh, a half hour, then you're gone, or, like... It, it would it would depend, and it could be a real pain in the ass if, if they ended up sticking around, because what our, what our little setup was, if anyone is interested in how we kind of um, protected each other, um, mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, like, a lot of the time, like, more, more, more than having threesomes... It was a lot of the time people wanting one or the other of us. So mm-hmm. what we would do, we had a kind of strange setup apartment. It was a very bizarre apartment. So if someone would come over to conduct business with one of us, the other one would be hiding in the living room the whole time, completely invisible to the guy. The guy would have no idea there was another person in the house. And, um, mm. and so, you know... It, I would always either be in there, and you know, because in the event that we hear some kind of struggle going on, we are right there to be able to, like, you oh, know, bust in. And that's be, great, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we did it both ways. You know, if I was alone in there, he was out in the living room. If he was alone in there, I was out in the living room. And then, you know, so basically we were... We were, we were each other's, like, partner pimps, but without the exploitation, you know? It's like, okay, I'm here, and if anyone tries to fuck with you, I will come out there and beat their ass, and we'll make sure we get their money before they go. Like, they're, they're no, one's, no one's scamming us, like, you know? But, um, yeah, typically, if, if it was, like, a, a three-way session where the men wanted to be with both of us, those would take longer, and it, it, it could be very <laughs> aggravating, because, like... <laughs> Like, I'm oh, sorry. The way you said that was hilarious. I, like, no, I, I mean, uh, like, seriously, because they, it really it puts the emphasis that this is work. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, honest, yeah. It's just like getting yeah. annoyed with whatever your whatever your job is at the end of the day. Like, it would yeah, be, totally, like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> like, like my partner and I, like, we would always look each other like in the eyes and sometimes like roll our eyes and be like, when will this be done? Because 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 they they would want a turn obviously with each of us and then they would want to see us do stuff to each other for them and obviously we're not enjoying it as partners because this isn't our intimate time this is us in doing this to impress them so they're like okay I want mm-hmm. I want you to do this to her you know what I mean that kind of thing and that, yeah. that's the stuff that would go on a long time and it's like we expected more money for that but like usually if it's a one on one session because of you know typically the way it goes if it was a one-on-one session it would be pretty quick from like sometimes only 10 minutes sometimes less than that if they were very horny and ready to bust their low you know like um those sometimes you'd get the honestly the ones that would go on the longest it wasn't always the sex because their sex related stuff would be very quick but they would honestly want to talk a lot they would, you know, um, huh. I had a guy, and I really liked him. He's he's still someone I would be friends with to this day. He was, like, in his 20s, and he basically paid, it was wonderful, he paid $200 just to go down on me and and uh, have sex. That's a sweet deal. Yeah, just to go down on me, yeah. and he actually was good at it. And he um, uh, also would, you know, fuck me, but he he would only last a second which was fine because it would you know when you're getting paid to do this though you don't ever make you don't make people feel bad you always okay you never do it's like you know even though i knew it would last a minute i would still moan a lot because that's what i'm getting paid for is to do my job so i would moan a lot and Mm -hmm. be like 
really into it, and, you know, and then he would shoot his load and be done, and then, but the rest of it, the, he, he would like to stay and just talk to me for, like, about 45 minutes to an hour, and I didn't mind, because he was a nice young guy my age, and what he also understood was that just because I like you, just because I like you and I might even enjoy uh, the way you go down on me, it doesn't mean that now you stop paying me. And he always mm -hmm. understood that. There would be a lot of guys who take advantage in this business where as soon as they think that you like them, even just as a human being, or like if they read the situation wrong and they think, because, you know, they think that you're really into their dick or something, where really mm -hmm. it's like it's your job, obviously, to act. To, to be like you're yeah. enjoying this you know they'll start to think they'll, they'll make jokes and these jokes are serious they'll go yeah I mean next time you're gonna have to start paying me because clearly you're having a good time here and that's when you gotta get nervous because it's like mm. you're about to start bargaining you're about to start thinking that you can just come over here now and not pay and that's not what this is you know it's like mm -hmm. you know it's like the reason that I will continue offering you a good experience is because I'm getting paid this is a job. This isn't me here having to just have fun with all these people I don't know. And you know. know they're only making those jokes because, like, they're passing it off as a joke. And then if you call them on it, they're like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, but they, yeah, they, they mean it. They really think, yeah, you, you, you had fun. You're not going to make me pay next time, right? But I, I yeah, you know, you've had a number of bizarre experiences when you do this job. I had, um... I had, you know, you get some people because their culture is different. I had an Indian guy, uh, you know, pay, and when we were done, he, he's immediately being like, I want you to, um, I would like you to be my girlfriend now. Because it was clearly like a cultural thing where he seemed to think that, like, that was what you do, and I'm like, uh, you know, like, I don't know if, oh no. because he seemed to be very, like, he didn't see anything wrong with it. He was like, you're very pretty, you know, and we just had a good time here. I would like you to be my girlfriend. And it's, you know, a lot of them just, you know, you, you get a lot of people, honestly, who don't have social tact. You get a people who don't really know, hmm. you know, and I think, and sometimes it, it, it would be like a cultural thing. Like, he, he seemed to think that that was, he, I think he even said that. He'd be like, well, in, in my country, you know, if, if you have this kind of experience with a woman, you know, I you can take it, you can be be girlfriend and boyfriend and I'm like that's you know what I mean it's like a lot of people would try to yeah they, they would try to exploit wow. these situations to their advantage like that's who you'd have to be wary of you'd have to be wary of like if at the end yeah. of, tra of the transaction they're gonna flip it around and try to you know pull something I was gonna ask another question but uh, Robin if you want to jump in with something yeah if, you, if you guys have anything you want to ask I probably have all kinds of things I could tell you um, yeah, no, nothing's going to I'm kind of asking questions as they occur to me, so. Right, once they pop in your head, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, why it's got more, like, set questions. Right, so right. Kind of, like, yeah. adding on. Uh, can you tell us about, like, the first time that you did this? Yes. Like, wh what's the first <laughs> hooking experience Well, like? it was in Basically. London, Ontario, was where we started this whole thing. And, uh. How big a town is that? It's pretty, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's like a, definitely one of a, a major Canadian city. But also violent. Mm. It has a lot of violent, f f for Canada, it is a very violent, lots of 
you know, drug. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, no offense right. if anyone from there, anyone listening is from London because it is a really cool city, but they do have a lot of uh, drug and crime rate, and I even had, we even had a lot of mm-hmm. scary things happen to us just w- walking on the freaking streets there in the evening. But um, Ugh. but all over. Well, it, not moving to London. Yeah, then. no, it had it did have its good things. It did have its good things, but um, yeah, the first time I I should add that not only the the only reason that we did this stuff was not just to make rent money, it was also because we wanted to make money to be able to buy weed. You know, <laughs> like you do. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, that is another big reason that people do sex work stuff is because they want extra spending money, whether it is for marijuana whether it is for just extra shopping you know maybe they just you know because we we would also do that too we would also sometimes want the money so we could go shop like spend you know buy something that we would Mm. normally never have the means to do that's what we would do so the money Mm. would always go go toward uh rent and our marijuana habit and stuff we wanted to buy and sometimes groceries it was just whatever we needed we would hook it up you know okay we need to go grocery shopping mm-hmm. tonight okay let's try to get this guy over he's dependable you know like <laughs> um you know cuz you, you you'd have wow. you could have people that you could approach them you could approach them and be like hey you interested in doing something tonight when you would need a little, like when we need a little money and a lot of them oh. would be like Oh, sure. You know, even if it was something quick, like, we'd be like, I want, you know, I just need, I need 40 bucks right here real quick. Do you want to come by for a blowjob and give me a couple 20s? And it would totally work. you could do that. Yeah, and then it'd be like, okay, thank you. And then we'd be able to go get our groceries. And, and we would honestly be like, why is this so demonized to people? I mean, that was a consensual thing that we just agreed upon. We were like, you want to do this? You want to do that? Okay, thank you. You know, like, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, uh. Oh, there was something I was trying to get to from that. What was it? The first time you did this. Oh, yes, yes. That's what it was. In London, Ontario, the, fir- the first time we did it was... Um, uh, we put an ad up because, yeah, we, what it was was we wanted the money to buy weed that particular day. So we were like... What we first tried to do was just to go on Craigslist and find a weed dealer. That was the original intent, and uh, that was not working out very good. Everybody seemed scammy. Everyone seemed like they were full of shit, or everyone seemed like they were, you know, going to scam us or kill us if we actually went there and tried to get weed from them, so forget it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of realized, like, hey, well, a way to make money is to do sexual favors. And then I think, I th- you know, do sexual favors, and I think we just kind of, like, talked about it for a few minutes, and we were like, think we could do it? And we were like, yeah, so we posted an ad, basically, you know, like I said, because of the time we uh, played on the two lesbians thing, because that's what it like was you do. at the time, yeah, and um, we made that ad, we got a fuckload of replies right away, of course, Pe- yeah, me- you know, me- men looking for sex and they see the word lesbian, they- their mind, their mind is, first of all, their mind is going to a lot of unrealistic places, they think we're gonna look like the platinum blondes with the long fingernails that they've seen in porn, and no, honey, you're not gonna find them on, <laughs> the fingernails. yeah, you're not gonna find them on Craigslist, cause they're up, they're, they're usually making the, the real porn, you know, but, um, you know what's sad? I'm so yeah. Canadian that when someone says platinum blonde, I immediately think, standing in the dark. <laughs> this could be your last mistake. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's your heritage moment. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry so, to break up your train of thought. No, 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 I still get it. Yeah, so the first one who replied, 
Uh, can someone tell me who uh, the character was named Clark Griswold? Who's he from? He must be a character from a, a film or a show. Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. Here, you know what? Let me, let me look at this right now. Um, this is relevant. There's a relevant reason that I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm assuming. This yeah, Clark. <laughs> so, I'm googling it too. Uh, okay. it's oh, okay. I, I mean, I've never even seen the movie, but National Lampoon's. Back. Oh, National Lampoon. Yeah. Yeah. Na- okay. Yep. Yeah, it's Chevy Chase's dad character. Yes! <laughs> That's what this... Yes, okay, there you go. Aren't you glad I added this detail now? <laughs> yeah. So oh basically, our first our first person was Clark Griswold. <laughs> well, it's only up from there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, know, you know how so it to is. Speak. A lot of these men... <laughs> hey. You know, a lot of these men cannot ever be affording to put their real names. I'm pretty sure a lot of these people who the name I referred to them by... Probably was not the real name, and that's fine with me. Um, as we can see by Clark Griswold. Uh, he was our first one yeah. who wrote, and he just said, I will pay $50 for a blowjob from you two. So we're like, well, all right, $50, that's going to get us the amount of uh, weed we want. So hell yeah, and it's it's a blowjob. And we were already good at that from the fact that we did willing threesomes on our own back when we lived in Newfoundland. Yes. Way to go. That, that's why we had such good skills at this job to begin with, because we used to have, like, threesomes that we actually chose to have. like with, with You literally mm. had the skills to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Exactly. Hey. So, uh, you know, Clark Griswold comes over, and he is, um, he doesn't look like Clark Griswold. He looks like, um... He doesn't look like Chevy Chase? Damn no, it. no, oh, that would have been... That. You were so excited to fuck one of the three amigos. <laughs> oh, God, no, he he, oh he God. was your, honestly, and the, the guy wasn't, but I'm sorry, I'm just gonna put a stereotype on a person. He just looked like your ter- your stereotypical white pedo with the weird beard and must You know, the creepy, oh like... You know, white guy with the the glasses and the comb over and like yeah. that creepy pedo beard. That's who he was who came into the door. But he wasn't menacing. Jeez, I'm boy. drying up right now. I, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> but all well, like I said, all he wanted was the blowjob. Thank, thank God. So, um, he uh, he, seriously, he just comes in our room and um, we both get on our knees and because he's someone like that who I'm sure I'm sure had never had two. Uh, mouths like that, you know, two female, as I'm saying, mouths on his dick at the time, you know, so, um, he came in seconds, and then just <laughs> gave us our $50, he was very quiet, and then he said, alright, you girls, have a nice evening, and then after he left, it, that was a less than five minute endeavor, and we both looked at each other like we were shook. And we, we were like, can you believe how easy that was? We have $50 in our hand right now from less than five minutes, and that wasn't even that bad. And that's obviously where it all started, because we were like, oh, my God, if, if there can be moments where it's this easy. I mean, we, we learned, obviously, very quickly that they are not all that easy and that a lot of them, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and that a lot of them will make you waste so much fucking time in there with them, you know, like, because... Some of them can forget that you're a human, and they'll think that your jaw is just there to service their dick for 45 minutes. They don't care. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we we, start, we soon realize that, okay, it's it's not always a, 
a quick and simple thing to get your money. It's not always, you, you know. And you're putting a lot of trust in these people when you're inviting them in your house and hoping that they're really coming there with the mm. money that they're saying. You're hoping that the big thing <laughs> coming there with the money coming there. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> It was it was right there. And you're and you're also oh hoping God. the biggest thing, honestly, which we all could imagine. You're just hoping to God someone at the door is showing up with good hygiene. I don't I mean I don't care even if you're not super attractive to me, whatever. I obviously had to be intimate with a lot of these guys who I was not attractive with to in the slightest. But if they were clean, that's fine. You know what I mean? And, hmm. and and fortunately, they always were because I think they're very aware of the situation they're getting into. They're about to go pay to be with a very a pretty girl. You know, they're they're going to make themselves clean. They're going to brush their teeth. They're going to use their mouthwash. You know, they're going to, you know, mm. yeah. So they might even floss tonight. Yeah, I know. They're, oh they might God. go the extra mile. <laughs> yeah, like actually, you know, make do a little manscaping or something. But um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah. So the, yeah, that's what the first time was was with, with Clark Griswold. <laughs> he came back a few more times. He came back a few more times too, and thankfully he was always nice and fast and easy like that. We love the fast comers. God bless them. It was like because the the amount of money that you just made for like two seconds of your time. Because there there was a time my partner literally the 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 man didn't get his penis out of his pants. My partner just started to touch the man's dick outside of his pants, and he came. He came without even oh getting God. out of his pants, and. And he was a nice guy, and he's like, well, you know, that's what I was here for. So he, he paid, you know, paid the money fine, but, like, he seriously, you barely needed to touch him. A lot of these guys, clearly, they are not getting it anywhere, and anything is about to be exciting for them, and, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry, this is hilarious. It's a very, oh, yeah, it's, like I said, it's a crazy, it's it's not what a lot of people think it is. There's And, and like I said, we didn't, it wasn't always just money. We did do a lot of stuff for, um... Only weed. I would never say we did stuff for drugs because it was only ever weed. And it was just, it was, you know, it was very easy. That was, that was a really easy kind of thing where you could actually kind of hook up with some like younger attractive dudes because, you know, they're a lot of the ones who are growing weed, you know? So it's like, Mm -hmm. they would have no problem being like, oh yeah, I'll give you like a whole fucking ounce if you two will just service my dick. And and that would be a great way. I used, there was a point where we were never even paying for our, our weed. We were just offering our services for it. And that's very, wow. that's very common in, in the uh, sex worker community is like you get your money, you get your weed and it's nice and you know, because so, some men, and this is something that uh, is probably interesting to, to note, there's some men that simply do not feel comfortable with the idea of paying you money they don't like that it's and it's something to do within themselves it's it's like in their mind they don't like admitting i'm paying for sex it makes them maybe feel like they're not attractive that there's a stigma around it so we we would have a lot of guys like guys in their 20s and 30s who are attractive guys who clearly did not want to attach themselves with like yeah i paid for sex so instead what it would be would be like yeah I'll, i'll give you guys you know, like a whole big ass bag of, of weed. And then that to him would kind of make it feel more like, oh, that's cool. I'm just, I, I'm trading like, you know, my dope for the set, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was always interesting. It was like if, if some of them clearly felt a lot better about it on their own conscience, if they were, um. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a big thing. There was a lot of them who would say, I'm going to put it out there right now. I won't pay you guys money 
I don't feel comfortable doing that, but I will, uh, you know, pay in weed, essentially. I'll be like, okay, hmm. that's fine. And they were, like I said, they're usually the younger ones. And they were a lot of, like, usually the really, the cool ones who, like, I could be friends with. We would smoke together even after, you know, like, after we, like, were intimate, you know, and... As intimate as that gets. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, I will say that I did have a couple guys who were the ones who are more in my age range, so they're actually, like, attractive to me. Like, mm-hmm. th- though I did have a few older ones who were good-looking, too, and smelled good. Um, There were some <laughs> guys that genuinely were good fucks, and it was fun. And you'd be like, it, it, you know, when you actually when you go to work and you actually have fun doing a task, and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like, you're like, I'm, I'm yeah. glad, yeah. There, there would be guys who were, like, actually really good, and... They were usually, like I said, they were more in my age range, but uh, I did have, like, a 50-year-old guy once who was, like, very sexy, smelled good, had the tattoos, fucked good, you know? So, there, there, it goes to show, like like I said, uh, there's all kinds of people who do sex work, and there's also all kinds of people who pay for the services. Not everyone you'd expect, you know? It's not, every, not, it's not everyone who's, like, a scumbag weirdo. There's a lot of good guys who, like pay for this stuff and, and shouldn't have to feel ashamed of it. I feel bad for the guys who feel so ashamed that that they want to do it. I'm like, it's, you know, I obviously understand because p- society would want me to feel ashamed for doing it as well, you know? But it's like, I don't think they should feel ashamed for, you know? Especially if, if they respect and support their sex worker that they go to and they, like, mm-hmm. pay her fairly, then, like, good for him. Thank you. We need more of them because then there'd be less violence in the community if there was more. I mean, you know, actually, that's a great uh, jumping off point uh, right there, because there is one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, Well, actually, two. Yeah. Uh, The first of which is uh, while you were involved in sex work, uh, was there any kind of like, how do I put this? community was there anything like that that you had did you have like other sex workers that you knew and you were like oh i had this guy oh uh, watch out for this guy etc etc or were you basically on your own we we were on our own just because like i said we just didn't want to get affiliated with we just didn't really really want to get wrapped up so much in the whole kind of business Mm -hmm. you know because essentially we didn't want it to be something that we stuck with you know but there was yes absolutely a huge community for it we just weren't a part of it there was a, a huge community of sex workers where yes they would warn warn their fellow sex workers of the dangerous men you know mm-hmm. th- you know examples like oh if this man with this name texts you if you see this car if this username emails you do not you know what i mean there yeah there's a huge community for it where they communicate with each other and like offer safety tips and look out and have each other's backs like and it, it's really great that it mm-hmm. exists but like yeah we just we, we didn't want to get that in depth with it and you know and like i said those those were the people who usually like i said were offering a lot more of an in-depth experience like girlfriend experiences like five thousand to ten thousand dollar experiences with these men that we just weren't willing to do you know it's like okay. mm-hmm. you know, ten thousand dollars is great but I'm. I still cannot be tempted by that. By the the thought of you, a strange seventy year old, taking me to a, t- a hotel and wanting to go swimming with me. But I respect anyone who can. I was wondering, uh, was there a tipping point where, like, you finally decided that you had to get out, or did you and your partner just mutually decide? Yeah, I think that's enough of that. Uh, yeah, it kind of. 
Well, I mean, first of all, we, we moved. We moved down to America. The, the two of us we moved down to the United mm-hmm. States. And obviously, the United States is a whole different ballgame. But in Canada, it's different. We, we always said you feel safe there, but you don't in, in the States about it. So yeah, we once once we moved it, we had, like stopped doing it. But there there were there there were other reasons though. Like even while we were doing it, that were making us want to do it less. Like there were a lot. There were bad experiences. There was uh, mm-hmm. even a sexual assault related experience that my partner went through, and mm-hmm. was even scarier because they went through it alone. In a the risk you take when you go alone somewhere, it could have gone a lot worse. They're very fortunate that it didn't, but it was like a sexual assault kind of situation, mm. you know. And I, I know I remember Wyatt. You had said something about what what this kind of thing does for your self esteem. Mm-hmm. And for me, I did not find that it tore down my self esteem because I personally, I I did not I didn't experience an, an assault really. I just experienced some weird situations, you know. I I, I didn't I, just, I didn't always mind what I was doing. It wasn't my favorite job, for sure, but I really, I didn't always mm-hmm. mind. Like, it, it didn't really affect my self-esteem, I think, just just because I have such strong feelings about, like, about feeling like, why should someone be considered lower for that? I, I would never look down on a sex worker. Yeah. So I just never looked down on myself for doing it because, you know, I, I felt that it was very lucrative and I felt like, you know, it was something that if you can do it right and do it safely and go go for it i you know i support it all, all the way that's all i got well, um robin was there anything else that you wanted to add uh no no i mean i agree that it shouldn't be criminalized i think we should legalize it just all over because it's happening anyway like yeah, yeah because <laughs> yeah. By, by criminalizing it it puts the sex workers in more danger because there's nothing there to exactly, pr- protect exactly. them you know, there's there isn't protection yeah. laws for them. They're the ones who are gonna get fucked in the situation because it's like, where well, you're you're doing this immoral, nasty thing. You deserve whatever just happened. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like, which is yeah. But um, when people find out about like this aspect of your life, which wasn't probably even very long. No, it was only yeah. like what, like a year? Yeah, just about. It really if wasn't that... very long. Yeah. Yeah, like how do they react? Like. I'm probably a very rare person because when you first told me, like ages after the fact, I was yeah, just yeah, like, I didn't even know I you have didn't so know. So many questions. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. were just really curious, which is which is what I expect and want from people because I want people to ask questions so they can maybe lose misconceptions. But um, see, I I that's the type of thing where I mean, obviously, I don't um not the first thing I'm immediately the first kind of information I immediately offer up to people but basically it's the kind of thing where like if I feel like I can trust that person and I know their kind of personality type and the the way they view other issues it's something that I will disclose with them and I will tell them but there are certain people who I know like and not even people I'm close with so it doesn't matter but like you know co-workers and such like you know mm-hmm. if you mentioned it to them because of the, the way they like have been taught by society and just the things yeah, you know it's something they would find scandalous oh and and absolutely just abhorrent almost and disgusting and that i was mm-hmm. this kind of like you know slutty human being who like did such a disgusting thing and like wow you must have no respect for your body you know i i know people like that i work along people like that 
who like would mm-hmm. have that kind of view. So I, I tell people who I feel like I can trust, like and um, people who uh, you know are not gonna be judgmental in any way, and you know, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's something about it that I find interesting that you notice um, when it, you'll, you'll talk to people who obviously don't ever really believe that there's like real life sex workers they think it's just all stuff they see on tv where you see the street walkers and she's mm-hmm. like this like hooker with a cigarette and like her fishnets and she's yeah. like hey do you want it you know what i mean it's like you see this kind yeah. of like yeah. you know like it, it's that that's what people think of it as so they don't think that they're ever t- they could oh, ever yeah. possibly be t- talking to someone who is a was or is a sex worker you don't think that you're like no normal people don't do that it's only like crack whores yeah Yeah, it's crack whores and people like that on the streets people on you know it's standing on the street corner you know so um you'll get people make really you know insensitive comments about it and it's just always interesting Mm -hmm. to me because i'm like it's just funny that you're talking to me and you have no idea like you know because people make hooker jokes all the time or people you know it, it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a joke thing it's you know it's never taken seriously it's like yeah like they said i look like a hooker or it's like oh yeah there's some hooker you know and you just always think of it because you're like they don't think that there's people who really do yeah i'll admit that that used to be something that like i on i would say like that this isn't something that i believe but it's like i did on some level and I remember it wasn't until I actually worked with somebody that told me that she used to do fetish modeling where I was like oh yeah I guess this can this is everywhere and it was just right. something that kind of opened my eyes to it because like in theory I was like yeah no it's everywhere but I just didn't actually believe it until I met somebody and, and we just talked about it. she was very frank about it she was like yeah it was just like something that I did and it was kind of like some of the fetishes were kind of weird but some of them were some of them I kind of got into and it yeah. was an interesting conversation that we had where I was like oh okay yeah but it's it's important to remember that, like, it is everywhere, and sometimes it just, you, you know that, but you don't know it, know it. Yeah, that's a really good example of how people, you know, can find out that it is just people they know. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, you know, these kind of almost caricatures that you see in, like, the yeah. cartoons and stuff, where it's like, oh, you know, they're all oh, these totally. disease-ridden... What cartoons? Well, okay. Family guy. even that yeah south park had it too or even you know or even yeah all the time you know it's or this just all the adult cartoons or or just even tropes in movies just any kind of movie where it's like you know the hooker comes up to your car window and she's there trying to get you to you know it's just associated with like oh you know they're all just trying to get drugs they're basically just homeless women all dressed up in their thing trying to get drugs it's very considered this very low life like street people kind of thing you know it's that's how people see it, and it's like, no, people would have no idea mm-hmm. that there's even, you know, like, middle-aged moms who, like, their second form of income is, you know, webcam modeling, you know, doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it, it really, it all fa- falls under the same category, you know, because you're, really, you're offering a sexual service, and, you know, but it is, it's it's definitely, like like I said, I, I personally, like, it didn't. I, my self-esteem did not suffer, but like you said, you know, there's all the all these people who get into it more in depth, and those are the people mm-hmm. who I know from what I've read, like people who have done maybe more specific fetish modeling, people who have done, uh, you know, been webcam girls, um, mm-hmm. 
like getting more in depth with it, you can face a lot more serious situations. You can get abuse from the men. You can get very, you know, they expect because this is what you do that you're there for them all the time and that you should always be online and ready and available. And so, and, and, Mm. and, and, and and as a result, that is the stuff that does affect self-esteem because you start to feel dehumanized. You you know, they, they start to feel like these people literally just see me as something there for their entertainment. And I know mm-hmm. I've, from what I've read from others that, that, that did great on their self-esteem because they're like, oh, my God, I just feel like, you know, these men don't see me as a person. I'm just there for their, you know. And, 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 and we had people who would treat us like that, too. You know, of course you're going to get people like that, ultimately, who because of the, the way a lot of men see women, you know. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, so it, it can't, it, yeah, there's... Just because it did not affect me that way, I, I do know about a lot of people who it can be, you know, very traumatic for, ultimately, in the end, that they went through it. Mm-hmm. I know from my partner, like I said, I'm not going to, like, speak deeply on their behalf, but they do not look back fondly on it because of the negative things that they went through. And yeah. my partner also, I am what is concerned. I, I, I'm very, I'm petite, you know, I'm, I'm very petite. I have a... You know, I guess an ideal body type for what a lot of these guys were, were looking for. Whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, my partner was 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 different. Was um, you know, they were on the heavier side. You know, they you know, and some men were into that, but there would also be men who berated the fuck out of them for that and said mm. horrible things about their body like you know what I mean and I feel so bad that my yeah. partner went through that like um you know I I did not face that treatment because like I said I'm I'm thin I'm not the type who's going to get berated for my body type but because my partner was was quite heavy and and also not not, not even not doing quite heavy just just heavier you know and also was not the most mm. feminine person in the world because as i said this person is since transition so they were never really a feminine person to begin with um mm-hmm. you know they they weren't always what these men wanted and they would be, berate them they would berate my partner and and say horrible things to try to drag down and be like oh, oh you're you're fat you're ugly you're you know and obviously so obviously mm. i didn't i never heard a single comment like that to me but i my partner did, and obviously that that got under. You know, of course it would. It gets in your psyche. That gets yeah. under your skin. That like affected him a lot. It it changed him. So you know, like I said, that's it, definitely something. Like for him, it was not a positive experience, and I imagine it goes that way for a lot of other people who get into it. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. a shame. It's a shame that you know people think that they can talk to someone like that to begin with, but. There's some real scumbags out there. Man. Oh yeah, oh people, it was awful the things that they would say to uh to my partner. Like, yeah. Guys want like the service, but they want to like put you down at the same time, which makes no sense to me. Oh, I know. Yeah. You could see so much freaking like uh textbook psychology going on with these kind of guys you know when you see just how the the, the way their mind is operating you know especially when it's like they liked you one minute and then when you rejected their request for one thing well now suddenly you're actually not even that pretty now you're not even that pretty anyway you know it's like you know because a lot of them i'll just fucking say this they all like to demand anal 
they don't realize, first of all, that that's not everyone's thing. If that's not mentioned on your page as a sex worker, it usually means you don't do it. You know? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of them that like to try to pressure you into that. And when you say no, well, you're not even that pretty. Oh, oh, but fi five minutes ago I was. Five minutes ago I was the dream, and that was why you wanted... You know what I mean? Like, we, we would get that, that type of stuff. Yeah, so... What sure is wrong with, okay. like, what the guys' fuck? egos? Oh, my God. I, oh, I know. Oh, that's what it would and, always and come down do to. And they do that. And it's not just sex workers. Like, guys do that, like, in general. Oh, yeah. To, to All you anyone, have to do is yeah. be, be like, yeah, you're right. I do look pretty. And they are like, no, you don't. see those things. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. They're oh, like, God, okay, then. okay, calm down. You're actually a bit of an ugly bitch. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, all right. Like seriously, they they seriously go from like zero to a hundred like that, like real quick. I'm like, it's so yeah. Oh, I could read. I don't have the Tinder app downloaded, <coughs> but I could read you some Tinder messages sometimes. Like it was just oh, oh they're, they're, they're was like one time I, Tinder is the most depressing goddamn place. It is. You see it all really the all is. these yeah. men who but think that. Um, uh, yeah, like I've had guys like send me a message just like, "Oh, you're really cute," and I'll just say thank you, and they're like, "Oh, okay, not really though," and I'm like, oh, what, "What the like, fuck?" Like, what? it's just some like weird failed that's... negging attempt, and because like I didn't say, "Oh no, I'm not," like yeah, they that's just what got they want. About it. They it, want you to so um to to need them. Like you you needed their validation. You didn't feel pretty before they came along, but now they are just the the knight in shining armor. You know they can't say those. You know they're yeah. not ever worth dealing with. I, I like when they do that right off the bat, so you can know. Okay, I bye. mean honestly, yeah, yeah, like good. Bye. That's honestly, like yeah, that's a good part. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the good thing about about Tinder in a way is like you can kind of weird out like weed out the weirdos. Right yeah, away. The, the the trash bags. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get people messaging me just because I'm, like, I have red hair, and it's, like, it's creepy. Oh, yes, <laughs> but, like, fetishism. They'll say it right off the bat, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Because, like, if I got approached by somebody in public, like, if we were just, like, at a park or a library or something, like, nobody would outright say that, but on Tinder they do. And so it's kind of, I like that anonymity in a way because it kind of makes people honest in a way yeah. that helps me realize that I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, because then <laughs> otherwise, like, God knows what you'd end up having to deal with if it, like... I mean, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, Robin, anything you'd like to add? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, would you like to bring us into the um, uh, the last part? Jam joke and check in? Yeah, that part. <laughs> I okay. was going to say, I know there was like a fun little... um. Yeah. What is it called? Activity time. Yeah, and, and alliteration too, where it all starts with the same letter, and it's fun. Like, I mean, it yeah. doesn't. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, thing I remember from English class. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so yeah, jam of the week. Um, Kurt, would you like to go first? Hell yeah! Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I would definitely say my jam of the week is wrapped in plastic from uh, Marilyn Manson's Portrait of an American Family album. I am... Of all songs. I love it because it gives me... The, the, the thing that I love about early Manson is that he gives me that perfectly creepy feeling, like that creepy vibe in his songs that I love. Because you know how I'm a horror lover. Fucking love that. Mm -hmm. And I just... There's such a vibe, a creepy vibe about that song to me, like especially the, you know, the lyrics that, you know... Uh, like, you know, twist in our guts, squirm in our bellies, you know, 
melting our turn our spines to jelly you know like it, it's very creepy to me and and the and and the message i liked behind it because i know that excerpt from manson's book where he would talk about how like um you know pe american people would kind of like cover their furniture all in plastic and that mm -hmm. kind of made them feel like everything was all nice and clean and good but really the furniture was still dirty underneath and so like that's why i love that metaphor of like you know come into our home won't you stay you know i know the steak is cold but it's wrapped in plastic i love i love that <laughs> i love that you know basically being like yes yeah, we're fucked up here but we've got you know i and i also think like as an american person like just i an american citizen when i listen to this album it is the perfect you know critique of you know the american <laughs> the american family you know the, the like he you know because you know why how the, when he came out and how he got blamed for columbine and all that kind of stuff oh, yeah. you know you know and everything else yeah yeah and it was and it's and and his his critiques in it are just it, that's what's so funny is how people could not ever see his message it's like he, he was always critiquing violent america he was critiquing the way that that's how we are mm -hmm. you know like um like you know the the um uh, get get your gun. Mm hmm. Great song. Yeah, people. That, that that's my second uh, favorite one that I'm really getting into. Is a uh, I love how a lot of people thought like, oh, well, he had a song called "Get Your Gun." He literally told people to uh, go get a gun and kill kids. But it's like, oh my god, no! The song title is a reference to a pro-life activist who murdered a doctor who committed abortions. You know. Also, mm -hmm. uh, if I remember correctly, that's the song where. He has a sample of the suicide of Bud Dwyer, the Pennsylvania politician. Yes. Yeah, the, um, wait, what, what is, what is the sample? Do you know how it goes? Like the... This, yeah, it's on the bridge, I believe. It's just, um, you hear him go, stay back, this all hurt somebody. And then you hear a pop. And then you hear like a bunch of screams from the. This really happened. Yeah. By the oh, way. I've, oh, I've watched the video. Was, it's, it's, oh, geez. It's a very scary. Yeah. yeah. The video's on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Oh, geez. It's behind a. Oh, it is. You can uh, watch the parental guidance thing, but yeah. 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 Don't watch it, by the way. That it's a very yeah, it's a crazy video. Yeah, and yeah, that, it's yeah. just so funny to me. Like, I it shows you how judgmental like Christian America particularly was at that time because it's like he 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 was kind of going against this this kind of violence that they thought that he was perpetrating. I find that so interesting like you know he was mocking mm -hmm. these people who are like in killing people in the name of pro-life you know and stuff like you know I'm like man see he he had good messages but it shows you how judgmental Christians are because they see the package that he's wrapped in and they immediately be like, you have nothing intelligent to say. You can't possibly, you look, yeah. you look like that, exactly. you know? So yeah. Like what was that? Um, why you, you and I watched an interview one time. You showed it to me. It was Marilyn Manson and, um, was it Bill O'Reilly? Ah, yes. Oh, that piece of shit. Yeah. That's yeah. a great interview. It was a really good interview though. Yes. That was an awesome because interview because Manson, I mean like uh, Bill O'Reilly was shit, but Marilyn was just that, no, like, yeah. Oh, that's exactly it. it yeah. Yeah. Bill O'Reilly likes to, like, is one of those guys he likes to talk down to his guests. He likes to, like, uh. you know, just kind of steamroll over them. But Marilyn Manson was so eloquent oh, that he couldn't do it. He's, yeah, and, mm -hmm. you, and you know that it wasn't what O'Reilly wanted. He wanted him to act a fool <laughs> and be, but it's like, no, because he's not stupid. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so, uh, Robin, did you want you to do your jam of the week first? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, mine is okay. I Want You by Savage Garden. Oh, my God, great choice. <laughs> great choice. Of all songs. I, no, I fucking I mean, love you for this. Oh, my God. Ooh, I want I you. <laughs> it's so good. Wyatt and I actually... Um, Part of the reason I'm into it is because Wyatt recently shared like a video on Facebook that was like songs that are turning 20 this year, and uh, that was one of them. Is and it? I was like, oh, holy shit! And, You're I, welcome. and I realized that I like knew that song, but I didn't know it really well, so I just went to listen to it and I just completely fell in love with it all over again. Isn't so. it great? Yeah. And the lyrics are really like interesting. Like the whole the yeah. lyrics almost like I yeah it's a fun song the way it sounds it almost sounds like it should have been a Bare Naked Ladies song like the way the verses are sung. I see where you're coming from. Like, yeah, fast kind of like lyricalness to them but it's yeah no it's a fun it's a fun song which leads me to my jam of the week which is i feel you okay i see by by the deftones by that's uh depeche mode not the deftones okay no that's what i meant to say and i just said the wrong bit it was the d (laughs) the the deftones just got in there no i know what i meant to say what you said yep okay (laughs) yeah kirsten we're done talking about the d yeah the d (laughs) Hey. Oh my hey. god, yeah. <laughs> the D is what confused me. I love the Deftones, me. don't get me wrong. I really like... Uh, no, I do too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, their summer. name got in there with the similarity. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Depeche Mode have a song from 1993 called I Feel You. Uh, the band Placebo, who I have loved for years, uh, did a really good cover of it later. But um, the riff is really simple. <laughs> And for whatever reason, I could listen to that riff forever. Don't you love nice. that? It's just a great song. I love those ones also, you can keep hearing on repeat, the, the riff. Yeah. And also, yeah. they have a pretty strong singer, Depeche Mode. Really good, guttural uh, baritone. Cool. Sweet. Can't remember the guy's name. I haven't listened to Depeche Mode in a while. I went through like a small Depeche Mode phase when I was in like seventh grade. Yeah, I do do remember them being popular like that. Because I liked a boy who listened to them. So it was just like, that's the reason it was such a short-lived phase. Because I didn't actually like them very much. Wait, was it... What's the setting above Depeche Mode? Was it Dave? Was the singer's, the lead singer's name Dave? I just looked it up. In Depeche Mode. (laughs) Might have been? It says the group consists of founders Dave... Gahan, Martin Gore, and Andy Fletcher. Uh, Dave Gahan. Yeah, I think it was Dave. Dave Gahan. He well, he's yeah. His name is the one that keeps like coming up first. It seems like. All right. And then there's a few cool. more that get added, like Andrew Fletcher and and Alan Wilder and Vince Clark. Yeah, they had a bit of a rotating lineup, but they had like a few consistent members over the years. Uh, they're very. Uh, they're very influential and they're very important to uh, pop rock history because they were like for a while the preeminent synth pop band of the 1980s. Oh, so they which were is like the golden age of synth. Yeah, pop. I was gonna say. So. so they must have really been like the um, the, the lead of. Yeah. You know. Wait, what? What would the? And if not them, then it was probably like Gary Newman. What? What year? What year would it have been? Like the when they were starting with the synth pop. Uh, that was, uh, very early 80s, like the post-Devo era. Devo were the band that helped. Okay. Devo and Soft Cell were, like, the bands that gave rise to the whole synth-pop thing. And Suicide. Okay, see, I was wondering, because I was wondering when 
that happened because you know how Michael Jackson with the Bad album got really big on the synth pop stuff. I was wondering, like, yes, he did. Yeah, that must have been. I was like, mm-hmm. what inspired? Was it because that was getting really big in the early '80s, and that's what he did on the Bad album was like use a lot of what was like, okay, this is what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, because I know that because you know I'm saying, yeah, because <laughs> I know Bad wasn't till like '87, and you're saying they were like early '80s, so I'm like, okay, so he had to have been inspired by what he was like. Oh yeah, their first big hit was like uh, "Just Can't Get Enough," and that was like '81. Oh, okay, yeah. So, well, Michael was always inspired by all sources. I so. just can't get enough. <laughs> uh, joke of the week. Um, uh, I don't want to go first. Kirsten, you go first. Oh, you're my, the guest. Oh my gosh, I'm like on the spot because this is where I suck. Um, let, <laughs> see, it's, it's, let me see. You know what? Sometimes I can look at my screenshots and be like, "Oh yeah, that was a funny thing that happened." Um. Um, if either of you guys do have one to say you can okay i'll say mine while you're looking for it yeah there you go do that yeah okay um so mine is uh joseph birdsong's gaming channel he is a youtuber that i've been a fan of for several years now and I just think he's hilarious his sense of humor is just like 100% in lock with mine and so I've just I've been following him for a while now um, he's got a really great podcast called The Show with Sam and Joe but lately I've been really into his gaming channel um, He, I recently finished watching his Monster High New Ghoul in School Let's Play which is a game for children and it's yeah. great no it is monster high don't you love like, horror shit that's for children i was gonna that's say no monster high is really cool yeah i wish that was existed when i was a kid because it's like cool monster oh my God, girls yeah 100 yeah. no, i 100 would have been into that as a kid yeah um so yeah monster monster high is awesome and he um yeah did a, a gameplay of that and it's it's fun watching him play it because it's a way more it's a way more extensive game than you'd expect because he's played he's played other games like aimed at children and specifically young girls because he just happens to like stuff that's like Barbie or Bratz um, and so he's played a lot of that kind of stuff and it's usually not extensive at all and so we played Monster High kind of going into it expecting the same thing but the game's actually got like a plot and subplots and it's it's way more extensive than he, than he was expecting and so yeah. that's like and it's, he's also just really funny while playing it so it's just that's my joke of the week like, is his whole gaming channel but specifically the Monster High gameplay. The commentary okay. like that goes along with it yeah. Like, oh yeah no it's just it's it's particularly great. Um, I have a very odd joke of the week. It's um, Eugene Merman talking about the twelve-year-old boy with the Spurgers. What? what oh my god! What, what happened? He, uh, he has a joke about. I'm just going to briefly summarize it. He uh, had a book that he uh, came out a while ago. Um, Eugene Merman. Uh, for those who don't remember, he's the guy who does Gene Belcher on Bob's Burgers. Oh. Oh, okay, and, he's so yes. funny. Yeah, yes. I just needed the and name, and I it. Yeah. And he tells this story in his stand-up. Uh, he put out a book uh, himself. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. He put out a book all by himself. No, no I get you. Yeah, I very intelligent you writer. Uh, but it's like his uh, book. Yeah, like <laughs> he was promoting it, and he was in one bookstore, and there was a kid with the Spurges there who was like twelve years old. And uh, he yelled out randomly, um, uh, and like he's very understanding about this. He um, 
he understands how uh, people the Spurgers like they don't pick up on social cues yeah. correctly. I'm autistic. I know mm-hmm. all about it. Right. And apparently the kid yelled, "Why hasn't he accepted me as his god?" <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and and Eugene Merman goes on to compare God to a twelve-year-old boy with a Spurgers. Yes, there you go. It's amazing. Oh my god! And I can do the oh, way. What awesome. that little boy doesn't know is that I do. <laughs> I love Eugene Merman. That's he's the thing. Great. The way that he would have delivered it would make it so because yeah. he's just so funny. The way everything he says, the way he talks, like. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, Eugene Merman is just one of those people that's like effortlessly funny. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Gene Gene Belcher is totally genderqueer. Totally uh, you're the There's first yeah. one who no said way. that. You said that to me and you're the first person who put it in my head and now it's always there. Like <laughs> Yeah. I don't think yeah. Gene is a boy at all. I Definitely think. Like, like at some point he just lost the plot completely on gender and he's just yeah. like over it. He doesn't yeah, he just Yeah, no, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like. Why the fuck though? This is something. Okay. Here. Yeah. No. Th- this isn't my actual joke of the week, but it is a fucking joke that they took Bob's Burgers off of Netflix. Why would they do that? People. People love to watch that. We're from Canada. We don't already have it on. Netflix. Oh, you never had yeah. it on. Oh, well. Okay. Well. No, we never had it. Well, we- that was one of the things. Is I would go and visit my sister in the states and watch Bob's Burgers on Netflix because it would change my proxy settings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. They messed. They they changed that for you guys so you couldn't cheat the system. I hate that. Like, yeah. Let, let people yeah. cheat. Let people. Yeah. But <laughs> but um. Yeah. No. They had. I have Crave TV now. So that means that I have like this whole extra batch of options available to me. Oh yeah, like, I now had I Crave TV for a while. It's like yeah. Canadian Netflix, and it's awesome. Oh. It's got like some HBO stuff on it too. It's great. Oh yeah, I watched uh, the roast of William Shatner uh, recently. And, oh yeah, they uh, got all the roasts. Yeah, I watched <laughs> oh. the Donald Trump one. It was great. Uh. <laughs> um, and William Shatner totally had that roast coming. <laughs> Let's face I it. I mean, every yeah. once in a while, whenever he pops off about bullshit he knows nothing about you're just like Everything. let's watch the roast oh my god uh, yeah anyway so now i can watch broad city and um as a side note i want alana glazer to have her way with me yeah uh, yeah sorry not sorry oh, and, and, and seinfeld i can finally marathon seinfeld like i always wanted to Oh sweet! Oh right, yeah. Right. And they got they got oh, all of it on there. Crave TV again. How, how much? <laughs> how much is the service? Uh, about the same as Netflix. So I think. About the same as Netflix. Yeah, I think I remember paying like eight or nine dollars a month for mine when I had it. And is it, wait, is it just like Netflix? Like, is it movies and shows, or just shows? Movies, hmm. shows. So is, is yeah. it like better it's than all, it's, better than like what Hulu was? I don't know if you guys had Hulu in Canada. I never no. had Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I had it. We, we had it here, but I never personally had it. Yeah, I tried it once, and I just, like, I kept paying for it for some reason when I wasn't using it, and I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you come up with your joke of the week? Okay, my joke isn't even really quite a joke, but it's more just something that really happened that is so, like, it, it's a, a real-life event that happened that just is... A, a joke that writes just itself. Just a funny story. Well, yeah, no, okay. it doesn't even involve me. It's just the fact that you know how we had that the eclipse today, how the, oh, yeah. the eclipse thing that was the big deal, and the, the. Of course, by the time this comes out, like the eclipse is 
like a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you you all remember the hype though about it. Yeah. And then then you know about me. Maybe, maybe some of those. Maybe some people miss the fact that Donald Trump looked up directly into the sun. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but I. I oh no! Oh, there, oh, there is a picture. <laughs> there is a picture from truly the thing where like he like. The the wife there, Melania's got the got the the glasses on, and you see him looking up, and he's clearly in pain, looking up into the sun, and then apparently to top it off, because like I said, this you can't even make jokes when something writes itself like this. Apparently, one of his oh aides had to call out, "No, don't look up at it," like the like a five year old child, like oh. Oh, he's looking at the oh sun, honey. Don't look at the sun. Like, <laughs> like, so, why? Why does that's incredible? He's so old. He's lived through other eclipses. Is anybody, like, like, does he not remember? And had life about being like, I, oh, oh, you're God. not supposed to look into the sun. And the, and, the, and it yes, and it really did happen. He really did look into the sun today, mm. and that is just what is the joke of America is that we don't even have to write the jokes because he is the living. He is the imp- That's the joke. problem, though. The joke isn't funny It's anymore. not, and you know what? People were I always mean... wrong. It never was. People were always wrong. The one thing I really disagreed with that people used to say, and I think this is just privileged white people, though, who never really knew what they were dealing with, was when they would say, like, you know, if, if it would just be, like, good for comedy if we elected Trump into office. And it's like, no. It- As a comedian, fuck no. No, because it's like, <laughs> no, because there's nothing here. Like, he was only, like, a joke for that part of 2016 we're way beyond that now he's like he's yeah. actually like a exactly a, yeah. a real devilish threat type of thing and it's like if you make a joke over and over and over again you become a hack and that's what he is yeah like he's just living the joke life and now he's just we're all over he's it just and a he joke. just needs to resign or get impeached yeah. or just it's not funny it's like he, it's people were really like oh it, no, would, be, it would be funny and i'm like but 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 it's not because there you can't make good jokes of this because ultimately really bad things are happening from it Oh, exactly, yeah. Uh, that leads us to the check-ins, I believe. So... Yeah. Um, Kirsten, you're the guest, so if you wanted to just tell us, how are you? Um, at the moment, I am very good because I'm on, just a, I'm a, on vacation from work for a week, which to me is a big thrill, nice. you know, because I get very aggravated with my job a lot, and my, um... My mom, my mom is out of town, so she's having me house sit. So I'm just here, you know, enjoying having the whole house all to myself and doing what I want to do and sunbathing outside every day and doing that. So yeah, at the moment, I I am very happy here as you're speaking to me because I am on vacation from work for a week. So yes, excellent. Nice. Yes, <laughs> Birdbird, how's um, how are things? Uh, things are good. My mom's at the point now in her chemo where, um, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's episode, basically, um, my mom is going through, uh, breast cancer at the moment, um, and it looks like she's gonna be totally oh, fine, good, but it's good. just, uh, good. Yeah. yeah, um, but it's just, you I know, it's kind of a tough a go yeah, right I now. And, I, I had heard that, yeah, that something um, had happened with your, your mom, but I didn't want to cry and ask you about why it had I'm glad. I'm glad that she, I'm glad she's gonna be okay. I didn't yeah, go into no, uh, like a lot of detail because like it's like a family thing. Yeah, all you had, you yeah. had just mentioned to me. Remember, it was because we were gonna record and then we were able to because Rob Robin had you had to go be with your mother. I think. 
Oh, did I? Yeah, okay. it, 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 it was a bit ago. Yeah, it was a bit ago. So that, that's how I knew. But I didn't. I didn't want to like pry and ask you like, oh, what happened? And, you know, I, I don't ever oh, like okay. to be like that. But okay, like so that so that's what it was. And yeah, that's I've I've had to do that to a lot of people lately. It's just like, oh, sorry, I can't. Uh, I got to do with my mom. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, but she's she's good right now. We're just at the point in her. Uh, chemo where she's like feeling okay so we're actually like going out and doing stuff um and i'm able to leave her like home alone for longer periods of time so i'm actually doing like some more stand-up this week and trying out some new material so yeah that'll be fun that's kind of the situation right now and uh how's the uh stand-up going um it's all right i did an open mic like last week and my mom came to it oh see (laughs) that's awesome yeah nice i went to a flea market Oh, so sweet. Uh, I know that's not the most glamorous check-in, but... Oh, those are great. It's, um, it's a very huge one that me and my family go to uh, every year we get the chance. And, nice. Uh, it uh, actually rained uh, pretty hard for a while. Um, oh. So we brought umbrellas and toughed it out because deals... Yeah, well, <laughs> and, yeah, it's just a little rain. I gotta get them bars. You're also a Canadian. Yeah. What is a little rain to you? Like, yeah, you know, fuck. like <laughs> so. I came away with out, a new computer chair for twenty dollars. That is a really good chair. Oh, sweet! It's like fifteen years nice. old, and but it's reasonably sturdy. Feels nice to sit in. Reasonably nice, and you can adjust the height. And you can you. adjust the backrest or whatever. And nice. that's everything I need, really. Sweet. And that's a really and good deal. it does deal. this whirly thing. And it has wheels. So if I wanted to, I can put it on a hardwood floor and kick against the wall and go, <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, do I it. I mean, yeah. if I wanted to, I'm a mature adult. Which which means I want to see <laughs> it on adult, Snapchat. You get to decide what that means. It. I want you to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also yeah. bought... What else did I come up with? Okay. I bought two, like, metal... What are they called? They're not posters, because they're made of metal. Oh, I know what you're talking you about. They're, they're literally, like, a tin metal poster, essentially. Yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. And yeah. I bought one yeah. that both of you would appreciate. <laughs> uh, one was a picture of uh, Michael during the bad era. And, hey. and he's doing the... Oh, oh sweet. He's doing that pose. Nice, 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 <laughs> nice. It's a really good picture. Oh, my God. Um, Take a picture and snap and, it to and, me. I want to see... <laughs> All right. Yeah. And the other one was the Rosie the Riveter You Can Do It picture. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Both good choices. <laughs> oh, my God. Good choices. I want one of those. Because uh, a while ago, I made a fisting joke. <laughs> oh, because. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, you that did. took me a second. I'm we like, can wait. do it. Hey, hey, that's. Th- you, th- yeah. you just probably came up with a good porn idea that they, they yeah. could do a whole. It's probably. Been I bet done. it has. I mean, probably. yeah, that's good. A good porn idea. Why is it? Yeah. Why and am she I getting? She probably <laughs> had the bandana on and everything. Yes, and then like, and oh my god, I'm getting really into it. I want, I want the footage. Some pretty <laughs> girl. There's so many pretty, pretty women out there that could dress up and get into the role. Nice porn stars out there, like. <laughs> Robin, what's the whole spiel of things? Because you're, please, because oh. please don't make me do it. You're so much better at it. Thanks for listening to Talk About the Thing. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at TATT Podcast. You can also send us emails or selfies or hate mail or whatever you want to talk about the thing at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter, 
My Twitter is at Robin the Crow. Robin is spelled like the bird. Crow is not. There's an E at the end, so it's like Russell Crow. Uh, Kirsten and Wyatt, say your Twitters. Drinkable Wizard. I'm at that Spice Girl. Yep. And your account is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I must yes, say. there's all kinds of things on That's there. True. And you all can ask me whatever you'd like about whatever, anything you've just heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> before we wrap this up, Kirsten, thank you so much for oh. being a guest. I, yes, thank you very well, much. I love having you on the show, and I hope we can come up with a bullshit excuse to have you on again. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, well thank <laughs> you. Yeah, well, you're welcome first, but also thank you more so for, like, letting me... Um, you know, talk about that because I I think it's an important thing to talk about that people just kind of realize, you know, that yeah. you know that sex workers are human beings and deserve respect and just you know, like the also something that just important to include I think at the end is that a lot of sex workers go missing or are killed and um, it's never really considered important. They're often considered throwaway victims um you know they're Mm -hmm. just they're people who aren't considered important in society but you know that's obviously not true any sex worker is a valuable person who would deserve to have their rights protected as much as anyone Mm -hmm. else so yes i think you know next time you know maybe even next time you 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 know think about some kind of crude comment that you want to make about sex workers just think about that you never know who you could be talking to. You could be, you know, you could be talking mm-hmm. to someone who, you know, has had experience with it and you don't know quite what you're saying. So, yeah, just something to think about for everybody. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely not something people talk about every day or hear very much about besides in a certain way. So thank you for letting me put out my experience out there. Well, I was very glad to do it. And yeah. I think we were both very yeah, glad. Yeah, so do it. was I. Yeah. Um, thank you all yeah. for listening. Uh, and uh, please come back and listen to us again very soon, even if it's an old episode, because those are pretty cool, too. Yes, and, and these two, these two, <laughs> Wyatt and Robin, are just yeah. very lovely energies, just to, you know, you guys are. Yeah. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. And my farts smell like glitter and rainbows. <laughs> Oh my god. Glitter doesn't have a smell, Wyatt. Maybe we could, if it's like strawberry scented, <laughs> I feel like the drag queens would get some nice fruit scented glitter going. You know, like, they've got to have oh something. <laughs> and we look forward to doing more talking about the thing on Talk About the Thing. So, yeah. Uh, take care, everybody, and good night. Mm-hmm. Take or a good day if it's the daytime. Be nice to, to everybody that you meet. Be nice to everybody. Wear a condom. Yes. <laughs> be safe and be kind to everybody. And be kind to animals too, please. Don't pee in the pool. Yes. Right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.